Hello and welcome to this special edition of Talking Property with CBRE. The Lobby Series is a collection of intimate talks with industry experts that uncover how we can maximise the human experience in the spaces we frequent every day. Each episode takes place in the lobby of some of Sydney's most iconic buildings and brings together our very own in-house experts with market leaders who are shaping our future cities. We hope you enjoy these insightful conversations. Hello, I'm Kate Bailey. I'm a director in the research team here in the Pacific and I'm the head of retail and alternatives research at CBRE Australia. Um, And I'm really thrilled to be here today in the iconic Fullerton Hotel located in GPT Sydney in Martin Place in the heart of Sydney CBD. And I'm very delighted to be joined by Gordon Renouf, who is the founder and CEO of Good On You the world's leading sustainability ratings for fashion brands. Before starting Good On You, Gordon was the consumer advocate for 30 years, including as head of campaigns at Choice and as a board member of Consumers International. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Kate. Maybe to kick things off, we know in recent years we've, we've had this big focus in the fashion industry from you know all the way through the supply chain and, and really that fixation on ESG. Um, you know, just really kind of keen to understand if a company can still be profitable by implementing those those sort of factors. Yeah, well, I mean, what Good On You does is to rate fashion brands for their impact on sustainability, the impact on people, planet and animals, and reduce that. And we look at maybe up to a 1,000 different uh, indicators, but we reduce that down to a score out of five for ease of use by the consumer. And we're seeing that brands that rate highly on our score are doing well and are profitable. You've got large brands like Patagonia, you've got challenger brands like Beja, Allbirds, Nudie Jeans. And then here in Australia, we've got a, a great number of brands that are doing really well on sustainability and also on business. And so you've got Outland Denim, you've got Offends, um, Spells, a good stance has improved a lot on sustainability over the last few years. You've got smaller brands like Citizen Wolf. In fact, one Australian Victorian brand, ABCH, is quite possibly one of the most transparent brands in the world. So yeah. we're really doing quite well yeah. with a number of our brands here. Yeah. And look, I know that every decision that Good On You makes is sort of guided by the UN's um, 17 principles and just really kind of keen to understand those 17 sustainability goals and, and why they're important to you um, and, and what they mean to your business. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's always good for people to act in within a framework that's shared by other organisations. And the UN has, as you would know, um, uh, 10, 15 years ago, established the Sustainable Development Goals. And one of those is that we must create sustainable systems of production and consumption. And and we've got to do that because we've got to live within our planetary boundaries and business must adapt and consumers must adapt so that we don't, you know, run out of resources in the world. And it would be also in the sustainable development goals is this emphasis on justice and equity between people. And so we know that the fashion industry employs 80 million people, most of them in the developing world and not always in great jobs. And so there's a work to be done to um, encourage and promote brands that do better there. Yeah. Look, I think thinking about some of those bigger trends in, in retail and obviously immersive retail is something that we're talking about a lot. And, you know, when we say immersive retail, we're really thinking of, you know, if you might have a sports brand, you maybe you have a, a basketball court in there. You're really utilising technology, VR, to really engage and, you know, draw people in. And I guess, you know, do you think that that type of retail is actually just going to fuel our consumerism? Or do you think that maybe that that will give us a bit more of a nuanced way of purchasing? Well, I think that's really up to to everybody, but to, to brands, to 
shopping centre owners, to, to retailers to decide how they want to build immersive retailing and whether they want to take advantage of the potential that there is there to make the consumer's sustainability journey easy. I mean, we know that many, many consumers are interested in sustainability. Perhaps 50% of people feel bad when they're not making sustainable choices that align with their values. But it's got to be really easy to do. People aren't out there trying to buy a sustainable item. They want to buy, you know, they want to buy sports shoes. They want to buy a dress for a, 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 an event, a wedding or something. Um, and sustainability is something that they would like to have as well, not instead of the product that they're buying. And so they need easy access to information. So back to immersive retail, how can that help? I think it allows consumers to get much more ready access in a layered way to the information that will help them make sustainable choices. Um, and it also, I think, opens up opportunities in, in the circular economy. Like there's an increasing tendency for brands to also offer rental services of their clothes yeah. at a lower price point, and that attracts different consumers to that brand. And it also solves the problem of the, the dress you only want to wear once, right? Yeah. And, and resale is a really booming trend and, and brands can also take advantage of resale and, you know, take back their own products and have a resale range as well. So there's a lot of ways in which you can kind of build that into the retail experience. Um, and sizing is another area where we get a lot of returns because the size isn't right. But if you can see how it fits and um, use those kind of uh, features to get the sizing right, whether that's through online shopping or uh in place, mm. um, in a pop-up store that doesn't have all the stock, for example, yeah. you can actually um, reduce waste that way as yeah, well. that's really interesting. I mean, you know, obviously some of those trends that you spoke about then, really keen, it's a bit of a vexed topic, but keen to think back to COVID and, you know, some of the biggest impacts you think COVID had on the industry. Yeah, I think there are three that I want to call out. The first is that um, it really accelerated the move to e-commerce, mm-hmm. although e-commerce globally is still only around 20% of things like fashion. Um, it's growing steadily, but Physical retail is obviously the dominant and will stay that way for some time. The second is a bit of a sadder story is that those 80 million workers in the fashion industry in developing countries, when brands had to cancel orders because they were seeing people not in stores and not shopping, you know, in March, April 2020, that had really terrible impacts on the factories that were supplying them and the workers in those factories. And some brands did the right thing and some brands did not do the right thing. And we're seeing a bit more of that again now with the uncertain economic times. There's, there's been a number of areas of uh, fashion where uh, orders have dropped quite substantially and that's seen impacts um, upstream on those suppliers. The third thing that I want to call out is that, you know, we saw in 2020 with, with COVID just a, a, an amazing increase in interest in sustainability and a, a bit of a shift in the overall mindset. Now, I think the underlying interest in sustainability has always been there, but the fact is it's just that much easier to find the information you need now and that's going to continue and good on you wants to be a part of that um, so that's the story we're telling yeah maybe just to wrap us up you know really keen to hear from you some consumer trends that you're forecasting yeah coming. yeah there's, there's a couple we want to pull out so so i mean we talked about the circular economy and and, and how um secondhand resale is just a growing thing i mean shopping your wardrobe but selling your wardrobe as well yeah. you know and um and, and moving to things like rental and, and uh, buying secondhand as well. And buying secondhand doesn't necessarily mean buying something that's, you know, really worn out and in vintage but happens to be vintage. It can be, you know, luxury stuff that, yeah. that's been worn once at, you know, half the price. So yeah. it's an option there. So, so that's one. Um, I think um, another one is a lot of focus on making sure brands are, you know, si- treating everybody with respect, so size inclusivity and uh, gender neutral non-gender specific clothing options are, are emerging trends 
And, um, and you know, I, I just think sustainability is a trend that is not going away as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's super interesting. Thanks so much for your time, Gordon. And thank you all for joining me today. I, I know that I've really gotten a lot out of that conversation. I feel like there's a lot of change happening quite quickly. And, and you know, speaking about how easy it is to start making some of those decisions, it, it feels like we're going to be able to make them a lot easier going forward. So thank you again for your time. Let's hope so. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for listening to Talking Property with CBRE. If you like the show and want to check out more, visit cbre.com.au forward slash talking dash property or subscribe through Spotify and Apple podcasts. Until next time.